0: Hey, hey, welcome back to the Racing with Ryan podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Stevens. And uh, on this episode, we're going to talk all about rivalries. There's been plenty of stuff going on in the world of racing rivalries. That's for sure, both on the NASCAR side and the local side. It's something that's gone on, you know, ever since they first put race cars on a racetrack. So we are going to talk all about this uh, we're going to hear a few stories. Um, I put out a post the other day on, on my social media to see if anybody wanted to call in. And I understand why some people wouldn't want to call in and, and talk about rivalries because I think some of these people just want it to go by the wayside and just get back to racing. So I completely respect that. But we did get a few good stories in the comments. So we have some stuff to talk about for sure. And also we're going to talk to, for the first time, since we've rebooted the podcast, we're going to talk to Margo. She hasn't been on in a while. Of course, in our household these days, it's a little bit harder for us to both find the same amount of free time. So uh, we're going to get her on and we're going to talk to her about some, well, some of the rivalries going on in the ground pounders, some of the happenings over there. Um, because I don't think a lot of people understand what the ground pounders really are. So we're going to, we're going to hear from her and, uh, we're, we'll have all that and more in this episode, of course. This podcast is sponsored by Hype Motorsports. We appreciate them for supporting this podcast. And also, you can check out my podcast that I do for them, the Get Hype Podcast uh, Last Lap Edition. A new episode has just dropped all about, wouldn't you know it, rivalries and other things over there. So um, you can check that out to get some more rivalry insight, if you will. And, uh, of course... Please make sure you support Hype Motorsports because they support what we do here. Also, um, just want to let everybody know, the numbers recently have been off the charts. Um, the last three episodes have gotten over 2,000, well, we'll say clicks. I don't know if people listen to it all the way through, but people have clicked on the podcast at least 2,000 times. So that uh, that is huge. I was happy with the almost 500 that we were getting. Um, back when we first did the podcast, back at the beginning of 2020, I think we got about maybe 50 to 100 listens, which I was still like, hey, that's pretty cool. Enough people care to click on it. And of course, the virus killed it, and now we're back and doing better than I could have ever imagined. So um, just a huge thank you before we get going to everybody that has listened to this show, even if you've clicked and listened to a few minutes, even if you've listened to something and gotten upset, which I've gotten some negative feedback, but... I mean, I I feel like that's how you know that it's legitimate is when you have something to say and people don't agree with it. Of course, you know, believe it or not, this podcast actually has fans, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Uh, That really keeps me wanting to do this. Um, But the fact that people listen and, and, and don't agree with what I have to say means that I actually have something to say because if you're just making everybody happy, well, you're just more or less pandering, and uh, that's not what the aim is here on this show. So with that said, I do want to remind everybody that uh, there are sponsorship opportunities available on the show for just $5 an episode. Um, Obviously, you know, this isn't like the biggest podcast in the world. It never will be. Uh, This is a a small-time hobby-type deal, but uh, the fact that that many people are clicking on this thing means that it, this would be a good spot for you to get uh, your company, uh, your podcast, your YouTube channel, uh, your race team. Uh, it, this is, would be a good opportunity to get that out to more listeners. So um, if you're interested, just let me know. I'm, You know, th- this show isn't about making money, but, um, you know, every little bit definitely helps, and it, it, it can help me get to some other races that are coming up um, planning to do a podcast next week. I know two weeks ago I wasn't sure, but it uh, looks like we're going to head out to the Auburndale Speedway uh, this Saturday night for the Sportsman 100 for the Wheelman Series out there. So we're going to cover that. Um, next week's podcast will be more of a, um, how do you say, I, I guess more of a recap podcast instead of a storytelling, opinion-based podcast. Um, so... If you're looking forward to hearing something other than what's been going on at New Smyrna, you want to tune in for that next week. But um, again, $5 an episode for whatever you want to advertise. Just let me know. I'm going to do live reads on that in the show. So it's not just like, here's an ad break. Skip right through it. Uh, We'll embed it actually in the show as part of the talking points. That way it doesn't, you know, I mean, people can skip over whatever they want. But uh, just $5 an episode if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast. So let's go ahead uh, let's let's talk about rivalries, um, and and I want to start with what happened at the Roval because we talked about the Kevin Harvick and Chase Elliott um, feud that started at Bristol. And if you uh, remember from that episode, and if you don't, I'll recap it. Um, you know, I said Harvick's move on on Chase that started the whole ordeal. I thought was a racing deal. We're inside of 100 laps to go at Bristol in the night race. Everybody's trying to win it, and. um Harvick dove to the bottom, slid up a little bit, got into Chase. It cut his tire down, but he, uh, Harvick didn't spin him out. He didn't uh, just blatantly dive bomb the corner and and run up into him. He he came up and they made some contact. It's Bristol. It's short track racing, man. And uh, I also said I I didn't much care for the way Chase came back out, uh, in in effect at the end of the race and essentially gave his teammate five more playoff points. And right now Kyle Larson's pretty much a lock for the final four. So, in my opinion, Chase only hurt himself in that deal. And then, you know, we flipped the page a couple of weeks. Things calmed down. You don't think about it. And then all of a sudden at the Roval, Chase Elliott is wrecked. And it's like, whoa, what happened here? That's huge. That that could take him out of the playoffs. Then we get a replay from NBC, who, of course, missed it live because they were probably talking to Rutledge or whatever the hell uh, they were doing, not focusing on racing. But they missed a, a key moment in the race, and which I, I guess in, in in a way – Gave us a bit of suspense. We didn't know right away what had happened, and we were all wanting to see. And then we saw Harvick gets into Chase Elliott, and you're like, oh, my goodness, remember Bristol? And, of course, that's what they played for the next uh, hour. Well, Chase played catch-up. They played that, you know, oh, remember at Bristol? Yeah, we saw it the first time you played the highlight package. We got it. We got it. But, um, yeah, so Harvick gets into Chase, and it just reignites this rivalry. Chase, the rear end of Chase's car is destroyed. He tried to come back and get Harvick, in the moment, but actually got tagged in the rear by Harvick's teammate and did even more damage. Uh, The team did a great job on the six-minute clock to get it repaired, get him back out there. And then the bumper panel was flapping in the breeze, and for whatever reason, if that had happened in a short track, your ass would have been black flagged, or uh, you probably would have been DQ'd for dragging parts and not listening to the black flag. But Chase was able to drive around until inevitably the bumper flew off, and we get a caution, so Chase gets caught back up. Which, in my opinion, I think NASCAR wanted the caution to come out so that they could get the inevitable drama. Because uh, on the radio, Chase Elliott's just there, his crew goes, Hey, we'll get him back. We'll wreck him. We'll get ourselves in. And Chase goes, Oh, you can count on it. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but um, so you, everybody knew it was coming. And in my opinion, you know, NASCAR can say whatever they want. They can say they've talked to the drivers and calmed them down. But you know, in that moment, they wanted Chase Elliott to get back to. Kevin Harvick and wreck him because now that's going to get everybody to turn on their TV and watch one of the most boring racetracks on the circuit, Texas motor speedway this, this upcoming weekend. And, uh, I don't think anything's going to happen between the two. I, in my opinion, they're even it's, it's done and over with, but I think Harvick has nothing to lose. And I think, uh, I think we very well could see Harvick at least make it difficult for Jays. I don't think he's going to blatantly wreck him, but, uh, you know, Rewinding here a moment, getting ahead of myself. So Chase Elliott catches back up. His car's doing all right. He's a spot behind Harvick on the front straightaway, closing in on him. And all of a sudden, everybody's seen it. Uh, Harvick overdrive's turn one, head on into the barrier and out of the playoffs. He drove himself out of the playoffs. He got Chase Elliott was in his head. And Chase Elliott, in lack of better terms, intimidated Kevin Harvick into the wall and out. So Harvick thought he got chased back, didn't finish the deal, and here here we are, set up with the next four races. Whether anything happens or not, that's all anybody's going to think about if and when the four and nine are around each other. Even if nothing comes from it, every rivalry doesn't have to come to a crashing crescendo if, if you catch my drift, but it's going to get people interested. And what a better way to get people interested in the two mile and a half races coming up, Kansas and uh Texas. Texas is a terrible racetrack, always has been, no matter the the rules package. It's it's been my least favorite track on the schedule for years. I'm not picking on it. It just doesn't produce good racing in the Cup Series. But I'm more intrigued now because I want to see those two around each other just to see. It's gonna get it's gonna get eyeballs, folks, and and that's what helps get ratings and, and keeps things ticking along. So of course this is um well, NASCAR doesn't want these guys to go out and hurting each other. And, you know, I mean, just watch all the advertising this week. Kevin Harvick versus Chase Elliott in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. You know they're going to do it. And you know we're all going to be watching for it to see what and if anything happens. So, um, definitely an interesting situation. My, my whole take on it is um, I, I feel like Harvick tried to get even, and he didn't do the job. So, Just as a precautionary tale, if uh, you're trying to get even on somebody, make sure you finish the deal because if you don't, they'll wait on you or they'll come back and find you. I mean, look at Gordon in Phoenix. I don't condone what he did there back in 2012 when when he waited on Clint Boyer after a season of frustration. But, man, if you don't finish the deal, you better be looking in your mirror. But you also, don't forget to drive your race car either. Um, You know, I... I, I didn't expect, after things had settled down, I didn't expect it. But after Harvick dumped Chase, I was ready to watch and see him get him back. And the the funny thing is Chase didn't have to get him back. So now that's, that's going to make you wonder, does Chase now still owe Kevin Harvick? Is this all done with? I don't know. Last report I read on Twitter earlier was that um, NASCAR had a phone conference with both the drivers, and they said, this is done. You will not touch each other. You will not continue this. It's kind of reminds me of uh, Kevin Harvick versus Kyle Busch. Uh, I want to say 2010, 2011, something. I think it was twenty ten, and um, they they weren't friendly on the racetrack. They the crashing of each other stopped. But remember the race at Pocono where Kevin Harvick drove Kyle Busch all the way down to like the extreme inside wall by the fr- uh, front straightaway at Pocono, and uh, they didn't touch, but they they did not give it, <clears throat> Excuse me, they did not give each other any room. And I think that's what we'll see. I mean. We're kind of to a couple of aerodynamic racetracks. If Harvick happens to be off the pace or uh, if Chase is leading late in the going and Harvick can affect Chase's line, Harvick's going to do it. Y- you don't have to make contact with somebody or wreck somebody to keep a rivalry going. You could race them hard, just like a Ryan Newman. I mean, you could race like Ryan Newman does to everybody. So um, I think there's a lot of intrigue to come with the Kevin Harvick-Chase Elliott rivalry going down the road. Um, of course, on Saturday night at New Smyrna, um, I took a deep dive in this on the hot lap and on the get hype podcast, last lap edition. So I'm sure by now everybody's heard my thoughts and I had a lot of questions about the Bobby Holly versus the Spears team rivalry. That's kind of going on right now. And I aired out a couple of of grievances that I heard after the races from certain people. And I'm not, I'm not naming names. Oh, so-and-so said this, I I was talking uh, freely about things that I had heard question marks. And a lot of the drivers came on there and defended themselves. Uh, You know, Paul Cochi. Yeah, I, I made the comment. You know, it looked like Paul Kochi, uh could have hooked Bobby Holly on one of the restarts. They made some contact, and Paul goes, oh, "I didn't hook anybody." And I was like, "You're right, you didn't." Um, but I mean, you go back and look, and it had everybody in the tower like, "Oh, oh, okay, okay, all right." He didn't turn him. All right, let it go. Um, I mean, but that's that all goes down to that was some crazy good racing. It was close. It was against two people that don't necessarily like one another. Um, now that kind of thing, it gets people on their feet and it's good stuff. And then of course you had Shane Satoris who not a direct teammate to Bobby Holly, but Brian Mylar owns the car. He helps out Bobby, um, went for, had some late race issues, which looked like he was trying to bring out cautions to some people. And according to Shane, who had a chance to defend himself on the hot lap, which is exactly why I was talking about it in a live setting, uh, said, no, I was having, I was having some issues and almost lost the car. And then I did lose the car. So I pulled it in. Uh, instead of bringing out more cautions. So, um, you know, uh, there's a lot of circumstances that happened with the rivalry uh, last weekend that, uh, you know, may look like one thing to the naked eye, but only the drivers driving the cars know, and they're going to defend themselves. So the main point of contention, though, in this whole rivalry set up between the Spears and, and Bobby Holly's team, and yes... It is a rivalry, and no, I'm not going to shy away from calling it a rivalry. I'm not going to encourage the destruction of race cars. I would never do that, but I'm going to take this story and run with it because, I mean, look at October 30th schedule. Two LKQ Superstock features to settle the season, Bomber and Ground Pounders. There's not a whole lot of meat there in that sandwich, so i got to do something to get some people there to watch y'all race. And that, you know, that's one of my main goals on the social media page is to get people excited. So, yes, I'm going to get people excited about uh, the potential of Bobby Holly racing the Spears very hard and vice versa. Not to encourage them to go wreck one another. I don't want to see any more wrecked race cars. We've lost enough Super Stocks this year. Um, but, of course, the 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 big thing that happened last weekend was Justin Spears leading, Bobby Holly closing in, the two made contact. Uh, I thought both cars were going to wreck. Um unfortunately for Justin Spears, he he got loose, came down the track, got into Bobby's door, overcorrected, and into the outside while he went, taking him out for the night. Then he got out of his car, extracurricular stuff. Uh, that's a no-no. Got DQ'd, um, you know, threw his steering wheel, flipped him off, that kind of thing. Um, you're not supposed to leave your car until safety crews get there, period. So he was already in hot water before he did anything. Um, but I, I can understand that the heat of the moment, You know, you just took yourself potentially out of a championship battle. You ended your chance to win. Uh, You've had beef or you've had racing incidents with this driver before, so you're frustrated. And guess what? I'm not placing blame on anybody for that wreck. That was racing, and just it turned out one driver got the worst of it. I thought both were going to spin out and maybe be able to continue, have to come from the back of the field to make things interesting. But unfortunately, uh, the wall got Justin, and uh, it, it made the race, it, it it took something away from the race. So, yes, you know, there's there's the rivalry, which has been renewed. It's brewing, you know, it's about to boil over. But it it took away, it took a contender out of the race. Um, but it was still fun to watch Bobby Holly come from the back. Yet again, after qualifying and getting the invert, he came from the back after being involved in an incident, chased down George Spears. So there was that intrigue with four or five laps to go. Who's it going to be? Will it be Spears or Holly? That's been the... Narrative of the entire season, and Bobby Holly gets the win. And now, you know, the, the Spears are upset. Bobby Holly and his crew are upset because, you know, they just feel like both sides just feel like the other side's out to get him every single week, whether it be John on Facebook, whether it be things that are said or misconstrued in the pit area. That's what feeds a rivalry, folks. You you talk about it. Uh, you keep bringing things up, or you say this guy can't race clean or that guy can't pass clean or this and that, buckle up, this you know, hey, we're coming for you, and, and hey, I, I could walk around and, and say, hey, I'm I'm coming for you just because I, I want to get up there and, and battle for the win, but somebody could, if you have a rivalry with somebody, somebody could misconstrue that, as believe me, I'm, I, I've i had a lot of people twist my words before, Um, you know, if, if you say, hey, buckle up, we're coming for you, or something along those lines, they could take that as, oh, you're coming for me, you're going to wreck me, drive a little harder, drive a little more defensively, you know, not give an inch, this and that. So it just, it always harks back to be careful what you say and be careful how you say it. And believe me, I have learned throughout my years of, of doing this that, you know, things can be taken out of context. I've said things where I mean them nothing more than a, uh, you know, hey, think about it this way. And then they somebody will think, oh, he's they're they're picking on me, screw them, you know. Um, and I've said some things that I probably shouldn't have, but I'm, I'm not the type to beat around the bush. Um, if, if you want to talk crap and do nothing but talk crap, expect for me to call it out. I mean, that's, that's the way I operate, and uh, I, I'm not necessarily going to gain a lot of uh, uh, fans on that. But you know what? I'm not doing what I do to make everybody happy. Uh, I got to tell stories. I, I, part of my job is being a storyteller. I have to build excitement. I have to, you know, for people sitting in the grandstands that have never been here before, i got to tell people why they should care about this race or why what they should watch out for, what's going to get them hooked and want them to come back. So don't misconstrue me talking about this rivalry and, and uh, beefing it up as, oh, I cannot wait for the twins to see who's going to take each other out. I don't want nobody taken out. I want to see two great races that night. But I want to also have that edge of your seat feeling like, oh, 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 oh. Okay, good, nothing happened. We can go right off into the off-season or into Governor's Cup and then into the off-season with everybody's cars still in relatively one piece. That's what I want. I want good hard racing. I I want the storylines. I don't want anybody wrecked. You know, people are going to wreck. It's going to happen. You could wreck running for 7th or 8th. But I, I, I really don't want these rivalries to boil over to wrecked race cars any more than they already have, and I really don't want anybody hurt. So don't take what I'm saying as, oh, Ryan's up there on his pedestal, on his podcasts and his videos saying, these rivalries are great because he wants to see wrecks. Nope, that's that's completely the wrong idea. But I do want to build excitement, and I do want to get butts in those seats because, let's face it, everybody can look in the grandstands and see there haven't been many butts in many seats lately. And I want that to change. And, you know, but also know drivers that when things happen on the racetrack, things happen on the racetrack and you you can't just glaze over it. Like I I wasn't afraid to uh, talk about Shane. Hey, you know, some people said maybe he spun out on purpose or tried to spin out twice on purpose to bring out a caution to help so-and-so. Well, it's something that happened on the racetrack. Questions were being asked. Shane cleared his name, and that's hey, it's fair on both sides, you know. And that's how I like to call it. I try to call it down the middle, and if I'm wrong, I love to hear the feedback. So keep that in mind. I'm not out to get everybody here. I promise you. I really do have a lot of respect uh, for our racers and our race teams, despite what you may think. And if you don't think highly of me, that's all right too, because I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, and I'm gonna keep having fun with it. And, uh, that's been my main goal lately is to just have fun with it. I had a lot of fun last weekend up on the mic once again, just trying to take away some of the, the stressors and just put that aside there, you know, everything's not perfect. Put it aside and enjoy the races. So with that stuff out of the way, again, I was hoping to get somebody on the phone, uh, to kind of pick their brain about different rivalries or what's been going on and this and that and. I understand some people really just didn't want to get to the end of the season, and I completely respect that. But I do you want to tell or or talk about some of the comments that I did receive on the post here? So I'm gonna scroll and look for some good ones. Um, you know, got a lot of respect for uh, George Spears. He commented on there. Um, you know, because somebody tagged him and him and Justin on the post, and he says, "I'll pass. Really tired of all this drama. Glad the season is about over." So to me, that that says you know George isn't trying to st- uh, stroke this fire. He's not trying to make things any worse. Um, he really just wants to get through the last two races, maybe win himself a championship. And um, he, he doesn't need to get on here and and defend himself. He's going to do that with his driving. So a lot of respect there. Um, had some people... Uh, I had some silly ones on here, like Matt Green says, oh, I don't have any rivalries. I think he and Travis Devendorf have a little bit of a rivalry going on. I mean... They didn't have the nicest things to say about each other after the sports and race last week, but that's been more of a, uh, you know, okay, these guys have raced each other hard sort of thing. They've made some contact, but if you just listen to the show, I've said it a a hundred million times, evidently you're going to make contact with somebody. It could even be your best friend at some point in time, accidentally or on purpose. It's going to happen. So, you know, they got a little thing going on or Matthew Green's got a. Uh, rivalry with about everybody at Little 500, but that's that's a whole other story for a whole nother podcast. Um, looking here, got some some other good ones. Uh, Josh Greathouse mentioned a couple things, uh, which I want to circle back on, because uh, that'll lead us into the break here. Um, Josh Greathouse says, Gary Blue and Dick Anderson, that was way before my time, but I've heard some great things, of course. Um, excuse me. Uh, Gary Blue, Hot Shoe, read his book. He's got plenty of great things in there. Um you know, I would have loved to seen that rivalry played on the racetrack, but I don't even think I was born yet. So, um, I mean, that's always a good one. You racing historians probably know all about that. Um, Zebley Fabrication says, In the not-too-distant past, Dan Webb and Jared Zebley had a bit of a rivalry when they were kind of the top dogs of the bomber class. And wouldn't you know it, Dan Webb was in the 44 for Zebli last week and almost won the damn thing. So, you know, that's another thing I love is sometimes you have rivalries that eventually turn into friendships. And I mean, that's a great story to see that come full circle. Uh, Justin Spears commented, What is a rivalry? And I said, Hey, that's exactly what I want to hear about. And he was just like, I, I love it. He was just tight lipped. He's like, He's like, Love you, man. Thanks. Thanks for what you do. And, and you know what? Again, and I, just like George, I respect Justin for, you know, because he could have gotten on here and been like, You know what? I'm so pissed at Bobby Holly. I feel like he wrecked my car, blah, blah, blah. But no, he's going to take the high road and um, he's just going to go out there and race. Uh, Buddy West said, how about the Mustang versus the inside wall? Yeah, that that rivalry was, yeah, that went viral. Everybody knows about that one, right? Um, Eddie Evans mentioned mentioned one that kind of went off the rails here, and I'm going to paraphrase on this one, but he mentioned Todd Smith and Chuck Rush. If you remember uh, Bomber Race a couple of months ago in, in the heat, uh, Chuck Rush, who had been kind of victim of, circumstance in many, many races, getting frustrated, you know, he kind of put out on his Facebook, like, Hey, I'm, I'm coming out there and I am taking this place by storm and I am, I'm going to have a good night. And I think some people took that like, Oh, Hey, if you get in my way, you're going to get wrecked. Well, unfortunately in the heat race, Chuck Rush, Todd Smith, they make contact and, um, they kind of got hooked together. Both cars on the wall, both cars destroyed. Chuck uh, took some time off to go uh, work out of state Which he had planned to do anyway. Uh, Todd sold his car, but Chuck came back into town, spent upwards of 800 bucks to fix his car, and he was back out last weekend. Where uh, unfortunately, um, you know, that rivalry is apparently not done looking at Todd Smith's comments on the post, which I'm not going to read verbatim, but uh, Todd Smith is not happy still with Chuck Rush. And sometimes that'll happen. If you end up on the wrong end of things, you're going to get mad. And I understand it, but. Uh, just to kind of paraphrase, Todd Smith says, "I could honestly give a crap about what happened. Um, I guarantee, if you come race in the Bomber class, um, you'll you'll not have any love to share." Blah blah blah. I mean, it's just it, it, it's Todd is, has not been able to let this go, and, and he's mad about it. He's, his car was junked. He doesn't have a race car anymore. So I understand that he's frustrated, but you can just kind of tell that uh, that that Todd has not taken this as level-headed as some. Just read the comments. I I I had to stop reading the comment because it just goes into a profanity laced uh, you know, I'm tired of the bomber bomber drama type deal. So uh another funny one here. Um CJ Creech in the camber rule. And CJ says, No, I'm fine with the rule, just about the guy who's holding the tape measure. So, you know, yeah. There's there's been a lot of jabber about tech this year, which hopefully will uh I mean, Governor's Cup can have a whole different uh tech team in there, so um, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna really comment any further on, on that because it's totally out of my department. Same with tires. Um and William Hyman says, uh, new Summer Tires versus the Racers wallet. And I guess there's been a increase in tire prices, and I can't comment again. I just I don't know how much of it is a fact uh an effect of supply and demand. New tire guy, which you know, unfortunately the tire guy that we had, um drove things on the ground and got the races shut down for a while. So there's that too. Um, it's, you know, everything's expensive and it sucks. Believe me, it sucks. Um, but also, um, William had another thing to say that I'm not going to call out on this podcast because a lot of people just for whatever reason, don't seem to agree with a particular individual, but I'm not going to go in that direction because yeah, well, you know, that's not too fair. Um, Jerry Benner says, <laughs> th- this was a good one. This was, this ended up being a good conversation. Uh, Jerry Benner, which, you know, some, some love or hate him. Jerry Benner's like, like me, you love or hate the guy. Um, he says, uh, myself and Don Narone have no love loss for each other. They're on a radio show to hash it out. And uh, Jerry kind of explained uh, he and uh, Don were supposed to go on a radio show to hash out their differences. And it ended up being a tag team duel with some other players and, I'm not going to call this person out either. They can, you guys can go read the post. Um, but apparently it turned into a, uh, a pissing match is, is what it sounds like. And I've had that same situation. Me and Don Narone haven't seen eye to eye on things either. Um, he used to, Don Narone used to call me out for posting things on Facebook. Like, thanks to everybody that came out had a, had a great night. And he'd be like, was it a great night? Car count sucked. Well, yeah, but we still had fun with what we had. Yeah. It's not, and I say it all the time, guys, it's not, everything's perfect. Everything has to be perfect to have fun. You can still enjoy your time, even if it's not the greatest thing in the world. Um, But Don Narone used to love to hop on my Facebook and tell me how shitty everything was. And I remember one time coming to the office when I used to have time to do the podcasts before the races, which I'll just be honest with you, I don't have time to do anymore. Uh, Not without help and, you know, other things. Um, But I come into the office ready to do the show, and Rusty goes, Well, Don Narone is here. Why don't you have him on your podcast? What am I going to say? No. But I didn't give them the content that they wanted. I interviewed Don and I did it professionally because guess what? We can have differences and we don't have to agree with each other and like each other to still, you know, uh, put that all aside. And I'm sure Rusty wanted me to just get into it with Don and vice versa or have Don rip me a new asshole. But I didn't let that happen. And I mean, that podcast is still somewhere in the ether of Facebook if you want to go watch it, but... I'm like, you know what? I'm not I'm not gonna play this game. The guy wants to hop all over my Facebook. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the the tables on him and be nice about things here. And that's that's what happened. So uh, I can kind of uh, you know again, I don't I don't know the whole history with with uh Jerry Benner and, and and Don Narone. I'd love to go back and listen to that show just to hear it. But you know, it, it just shows that you can have rivalries on and off the racetrack for sure. Um and then the the last one here, which kind of segue. Into uh, into a break here, and then uh, into uh, talking with Margot about some ground pounder stuff. Uh, Josh Greathouse has a couple of other good ones here, um, including Preston Hunt versus the Reynolds and Superstocks. God, I want to say that was what 2015. I remember Governor's Cup. Before I was working there, I, I came to Governor's Cup, and it was during the Prelude. Um, the Superstocks had a hell of a battle. I mean, a hell of a race. Love that division. Always have, always will. Um, and I knew that throughout the season, Preston Hunt and, and I believe it was Justin Reynolds at the time um, had gotten into it several times on the racetrack. And there's, you know, uh, it it was kind of like the Bobby Holly, George Spears thing. However, it boiled over to some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen extracurricular at a racetrack. You had, oh goodness, I, I, I may be wrong on this when I'm trying to remember. I, I believe it was uh, Preston Hunt's team that ran down the hill in turn four after the race and jumped all over the top of the, uh, excuse me, I'm getting a call in the middle of this. Um, It was uh, Preston Hunt who was coming down. Preston Hunt's team was coming down the, the turn four entry and they jumped all over the Reynolds car, like bounced on the hood, bouncing on the roof. And then I've even heard rumors that there were trailer tires slashed. And I mean, I can't confirm nor deny that I wasn't in the pits at that time. I wasn't working for the racetrack at that time. So I don't know a lot of the other ramifications, but I remember being a fan and just being like, oh my God, those guys are jumping all over that car. This is crazy. And that that's part of what led to the Reynolds taking some time off. And then uh, as some other things, I mean, me, me and the Reynolds family haven't always seen eye to eye either. Um, I, I have a lot of respect for Justin and, you know, we we might not be good friends, but I saw him win over at Volusia a couple weeks ago. Went up to him afterwards and and just congratulated him. And you know, hey, we we don't have to agree on everything to just uh, you know so you know congratulations. Glad to see things are going well on the other side for you, um, even despite you know things not working out for them. And they they feel like they've been rubbed the wrong way at New Smyrna many times. And it's not not just me, not just uh, current management, not just former management, and not former competitors. There's been a lot of things. So. Understand at that point, want to do something different. Um, then uh, Josh Greathouse also mentioned uh, Jerry Simons versus Wayne Parker in the modifieds. Yeah, that's been a great rivalry. That I, I it may be friendly enough at this point to where they can look each other in the eye and you know say, Hey, good race. But those two will race hard every time they're near each other. I, I love watching those two race each other. I mean, I, I know the modifieds at New Smarter don't get the biggest car counts, but you get Tim Moore, uh, Alan Bruns, Wayne Parker, Jerry Simons. Uh, Shane held all up in the mix. Uh, it puts on enough of, of, of an entertaining show, that's for sure. Love love that rivalry. It's more of a friendly one. Uh, you got Volpius versus Simons in mini stocks. And now, look, Jerry Simons is driving for Ted Volpe or for Timmy Volpius, I should say, and winning now. Um, you know, you've got Bass versus Thomas in The Sportsman. I mean, that was a fantastic rivalry. Do you remember uh, uh, Patrick Thomas and Sean Bass getting wrecked and turned four late in the season, 2016, I believe it was? And uh, Sean Bass gets out of the car and hops all over Patrick. It's very similar to the Hunt versus Reynolds situation, but this happened on the racetrack after a wreck. And I, I think those two have calmed down, and, and yeah, I don't know if they're friends. I really don't. But um, you know, they they've each kind of gone and they they do different things now. Patrick Thomas races on dirt. Sean Bass works on race cars. Uh, it's just funny to see these these heated rivalries that boil over and then where people end up. Um, it's just some some good hard battles here and there. Good. Rivalries are going to happen, folks. I, I guess that's the whole point of the, this thing. There are so many stories, and there are so many great things that I've missed it in New Smyrna and around the state. I mean, there's there's rivalries everywhere, guys. Jason Lester versus um, Chuck Ayers. Uh, Jason Lester versus the Pit Cart. I mean, Jason Lester versus everybody. Um, there's so many rivalries. It's it's something that's always going to be around, whether it be high profile, whether it end in a calamity or whether it just be one of those things, two fast cars battling week in and week out, at the end of the season, a rivalry is always going to be around the corner. It can always heat up at any moment, and it always makes for exciting storylines. So, again, just to reiterate my whole point on the rivalries, yeah, they're they're good. It's a good thing for racing, um, but I don't condone the destruction of equipment. Never will, but I love seeing good hard racing. I love seeing the rivals one and two out there going for the checkered flag, maybe side-by-side, side, photo finish style, uh, rubbing fenders down to the wire. That's, that's what I like to see um, as far as rivalries go. So we're going to take a uh, quick break here, and then we'll hear from Margo Sterling, and we'll talk about some Ground Pounder stuff to finish off the show. I want to take this opportunity to thank our great sponsor, Hype Motorsports, for coming on board and supporting the podcast. Of course, Hype Motorsports is one of the leaders in sports marketing. So if you uh, or your race team would like to get yourself out there a little bit more, make sure you check out Hype Motorsports, get in contact with them, and they can take you further than you've ever dreamed of. So make sure you check out Hype Motorsports. And again, there are sponsorship opportunities available, just $5 an episode to become a partner with the Racing with Ryan podcast. Just uh, reach out to me. and give me a phone call or find me on social media. $5 an episode gets you sponsorships and ads here on the podcast. (laughs) All right, welcome back to the show and joining us now live in the studio, the return of the Super Spotter. Super Spotter, welcome back.
1: Hi. It's
0: good to have you back. Uh, where have you been the last 10 episodes? I mean, it's not like anything is going on in our household.
1: I birthed a whole can I say
0: ass? A whole-ass human? Uh, Birth the
1: whole-ass human.
0: <laughs> Birth the whole-ass human, and uh, while I do this, she tries to keep the whole-ass human alive. And Both uh, of them. <laughs> both of them, yes. You, you're wrangling the children so I can have time to do all this, so we have uh, put both the humans to bed, and mm-hmm. uh, finally have 10 minutes to ourselves, so what else would we do Sleep. than a podcast?
1: Oh, that, that's what we are going to do.
0: That's right, so... Um, I think since the last time we've done one of these shows, you've gotten yourself uh, into, um, well, not into trouble for once, but you've gotten yourself into uh, one of these clubs, one of these racing clubs. You're very involved with the Florida Southern Ground Pounders. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Wow>. Great insight. <laughs>
1: That's what I have no to say about No wonder the show that. took
0: off so so well the first time. Um, but, no, you've been working with the Florida Southern Ground Pounders, and, um, you know, the – We've been talking rivals in the early part of the show, and we we don't have to get in into all that for for the ground pounders, but um, they really came on strong into last year, into this year. What what's been going on? You, you don't have to get into specifics, but they've they've, for lack of a better terms, they've fallen off here the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah. So pretty much right now, the the, the rivalry there is me versus. The president.
0: (laughs) You versus the president.
1: The president of the club.
0: (laughs) I, I heard a rumor that said president of said club was not too happy with said race weekend last week.
1: Yeah, there's been some issues with him and a not That was breathy, sorry. And another driver that we thought was resolved. They weren't really resolved. And now it's all just coming to a head again. And then there's little old me just trying to save the club. So, so as as my friend, my old, um, I call he's like my Yoda, Jim Zebley Sr. As we put it earlier, it was the Hatfields versus the McCoys. And if you know anything about history, that didn't really end well.
0: Yeah. It, so basically what she's saying is there's been some infighting. And I honestly have tried to stay out of it because I, I love all those guys. Um, I know a lot of people give the ground pounders a lot of grief as evident of certain posts that I put on Facebook,
1: they're just jealous. They're washed up, and our cars look cooler. Well, what what's? Oh wait, that happened. What's that been out.
0: so cool about them is they want to race. They literally race the track because they wanted to be there, and they race for free. And it's not you know it, that's a whole different avenue that we're not going down. But um, they they just wanted a place to race, and they started coming on really strong. They were bringing, they still bring more cars than most divisions, even with all this stuff going on. Um, but some of this infighting has, has kind of driven a stake right through the middle, right through the heart of the division. And now you've got some people that don't want to deal with the drama because it was supposed to be a thing to, to come out and race for fun. And now it's, you know, choose sides or else is what it seems like.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: And you're, you're right in the middle of it because I am Switzerland. <laughs> the thing is you care about all those guys. Oh from, yeah. From I love Kelly Jarrett who really doesn't have a side to the Hattons who kind of have their thing to to Toby to to the Zeblies to you know Charlie and Jody who so, haven't been here in a while I mean it, and here you are trying to almost be you know good cop bad cop and keep everybody sane and now you've got them getting up in your grill over something you have <laughs> nothing to do with really
1: that's life yeah so true. here's where I'm at with all of it and they all listen to this <laughs> so excuse me for a
0: second. Yeah, and, and look, this is not to put any anybody on fire here No, or that's put them on trial. That's going to happen at it the out driver's themselves.
1: meeting next time I see them.
0: But the reason that we're, we're talking about it is I'd really like to see all this stuff settle down and get the division back because they, ha- they have great potential. They've shown great potential, and I don't want to see them go away.
1: So here's where I stand with the ground pounders. I love these guys. Kelly Jarrett, known him my entire life. He is, I love Kelly. I don't think if it was for him, I would have nothing to do with the ground pounders. If it wasn't for him, that's what I should say. Toby, I love him. I adore him. Ron Hess, same with him. Chris and Christopher Haddon, I worked for them during Speed Weeks. I spotted for them. I got to spot for a 602 tour type. It, a, SK Lite, it's an SK Lite. Basically. Got to spot for that. That was the biggest thing I've ever spotted for, and it was amazing. And ever since then, I've had this really good relationship with the Hattons. I've always had a really good relationship with Toby. So those two are two of the big, it, I don't want to say issues. There, There's a rivalry. Yes, there is. There is a rivalry.
0: It, it, it all went back to speed weeks. And, it all it, went, went back right? to the six. The six o two mods, right? Where
1: even the the car owner that to, that Toby was racing for parked Toby because of issues. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's so crazy. And it wasn't even necessarily an issue that happened during race. It was an issue that started in practice. Somebody bumped somebody, and We're now it's all, practice. and now, and how far into the year are we, October? So 10, month, 10 months later, now it's, oh, he blocked me because he didn't use the apron and let me go by. I don't understand it. I love them all. I love the Hattons. I love Toby. I love Ron Hess. I love Scott Phobes. I adore Charlie and Jody, and I haven't seen them since May. It's, it's
0: been like two, three months yeah. since they've raised. No, it. sorry,
1: it was June because it was right before I stopped going to the track, before I had the baby.
0: Yeah. But but it's a it's a shame that that something from Speed Weeks and a whole separate class has you know spilled. And I remember in March, there was some contact made um, when, it, when a caution came out. It looked incidental to me, but it just kind of reignited this whole rivalry, this feud in between two people that were big members of the club and still are yeah um, and there's been some changes in the inner workings of the club which we don't we don't need to get into all that that's that's all uh you know official um club business but um I, i've seen in and, and unfortunately even rusty made the comment uh last saturday when they had their heat race he said man these things are dwindling huh and some of it, some of it, let's let's be fair, some of it is keeping these machines running is not easy. These are vintage cars, tough to <laughs> find parts. Some of
1: it's keeping my drivers running.
0: That too. Mm-hmm. I mean, if most of these guys, no offense, are older gentlemen. And the heat, the, the summertime heat, uh, poor Eddie Freeman got heat exhaustion one night and um, keeping the cars running, keeping the drivers. it's It's not easy to keep these things running. But when you have that internal uh fighting going on it just makes it real easy to stay home
1: yeah it does so i know like we've got some people out with like health problems like i'm gonna say it wrong tc McLeay.
0: you got it oh, yeah. sweet i will it's not McLeay.
1: i have said his name wrong McLeay. ever so tc has health problems i don't know i don't know the full of it yeah, we don't but need he to has get into health it. problems and they drive like five hours. hours. Five hours. They drive from like come, Hollywood.
0: Just to come have a place to race.
1: Yeah. And they drive that huge flatbed truck, which is good because the last time they raced, they needed a flatbed. Yeah. That's not a dig at them. It's just some, they have the worst luck. And then we've got Charlie and Jody that drive from like Ocala or above Ocala. So three hours for free. Everybody else is kind of centralized. To Titusville, Port Orange. Yeah, within you know, 30 minutes, whatever it is. 30 minutes to an hour and a half. Yeah. So trying to keep this club going, moving forward, I've got a bunch... I have a whole, like, speech that I'm going to give them. Pretty much, if I wanted to be involved in this much drama, I'd either work for the
0: Bombers or for middle school. Or you'd just be in the drama club again. Yeah, I'd be back I in mean, theater. Let's, my goodness. Come on.
1: But, no, my hope is that we can all sit down and act like the old men that they are and be reasonable. Like I don't want to see this club fall apart because of one person I've, we all already know of one uh, vintage racing club that's fallen apart. And I don't want to be that specific vintage club. That's where we all came from.
0: Well, and here's the thing. It's a very unique division. The cars are awesome to look at. They bring back in and let's, let's be real short track racing has an older demographic and, and to that demographic, even if they don't necessarily care about the division because it's not super late models or modified or whatever. It brings back some nostalgia and let, let's be real. The world fuels on nostalgia right now. Um, so it has that going for it. And these guys race hard. Unlike that other club that you didn't want to mention uh, Dara, um, the well, last, would Dara, mention last Dara race I watched at Armandale. Um, I mean, we had a ton of fun with it because we picked on the guys the whole time and and not, not the drivers, but we, we kind of just picked at them and had fun With it because we had to. There's only four cars. It wasn't that exciting. These Ground Pounder guys race hard. You have five or six really, really good race cars. Um, You've had, you know, seven, eight different guys get wins in the last couple of years. It's competitive. Yes, they take it easy on the first lap and then they really go at it. It's not your typical vintage parade. It is a race. Those guys race their asses off.
1: Yeah, Dara is not a racing club. They are a racing club. It's more of a they parade. They are an exhibition. The, like, yes,
0: and, and don't they have kind of rules where you're not supposed to pass and this and that or the, you, to pass? Uh, only
1: if your name was Matt Jarrett or Toby Jesus. Smith. I mean. Uh, there there were rules put in place that, like, obviously, we have a rule, no three-wide. That is to protect yeah. people. Yeah. We, also we, we have, do want to
0: uh, protect these race cars.
1: We have a rule of no intentional bumping. And that's because I don't know if anybody in the state of Florida knows how expensive a Troyer chassis is, but they're
0: expensive. Especially an older one? And ours, are, uh, one? I
1: think the newest that we ha- that we let run with the Troyers is like an 87, and they're
0: really hard to find. Okay, so those are 30-plus-year-old chassis. Yeah. You, you wreck one of those, and yeah. you might as well put it out of commission. Yeah, and yeah, and we've seen that happen. Pl- poor poor Ron Hess. My goodness
1: third, Maybe it's a 96 that we let run because they started doing like the sidebars or something. I don't know. I try not to get into the technical stuff, but if they need somebody to yell at them to get in their position,
0: right. got that, you. That's your thing. You, you've taken on the role of you know, organization queen, if you will. You do the lineups. You, you get them lined up on pit. They're one of the most well-behaved divisions as far as getting lined up off of pit road anyway.
1: Yeah, once we get them on the track. That's all Ralph. Ralph can deal with that. Right. I am only
0: the... It, I I say pit steward, but that's not really the word. No, no that makes sense. That's that's what you do. You you're, you're up there doing the lineups. You get them lined up on pit. You're actually down on pit road directing traffic, trying Don't your best to organize them because you. the other divisions we have, you know, seven eight mod minis or you know eight nine super stocks. That half of them come out of pit road not lined up. Your guys at least come out of pit road lined up. After that, it's you know it's crap. That shooting,
1: that's but. because I'm texting them like the whole race before. Get in your car.
0: We're next. my my favorite thing is when you you get them lined up and you'll text me look at my little chickens all lined, lined up in yes. a row and um you know again i didn't want to bring you on the night to uh to fuel any fire but there's some there's some issues there there's issues in in all the classes and it's just you know there's that weird rivalry right now with, with two of the almost head people i i guess not anymore but they were yeah they and, were and it's it's too bad because you know like like you've said uh you really like both sides you have a lot of respect for both sides and, and so do i and, and it's been a it used to be a fun place for me to kind of hang around now i'm just kind of like i don't want to be stuck in the middle of this i've got enough drama to worry about tonight
1: yeah it's it's not fun it is fun because oh no, for the most part fun. i can i can walk up to all of them and they're not gonna start their bullshit with me
0: or are they i mean they did on <laughs> saturday
1: but it's fine it's cool it's it is what it is I threatened to quit. I think they know that I'm I'm not playing these games anymore. So yeah. I hope that we can get it back together. I'm hoping that if they're... I'm hoping cooler heads will prevail and we don't lose any cars.
0: Yeah. That's because
1: I like the club. We do so many events or... We do turkey rod run. We do the spring rod run.
0: There's so much more to it than racing at New Smyrna. Absolutely. Yeah, there's
1: a lot more to it. There's I've looked into so many like different little car shows and stuff that if the group was all getting like getting along, I could have them do, because the ones that aren't currently getting along have the Reggie Rogera car and Rogero car and the the ones brain fart. D- the one, Jarzombek.
0: Jarzombek? Jarzombek. Yeah, nailed Jar-Zombak. it. Jarzombek.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> those two cars, those are the coolest cars. And yeah. the Richie Evans Richie cars. Evans cars,
0: absolutely. And Christopher. <laughs> Ted Chris- Christopher.
1: Yes, and Ted Christopher. So the nice ones that are actually old modified, like, legends, I've looked into doing, like, shows with those cars. But if they're not all
0: getting along, I can't. Well, then it's not going to be any fun for you because you feel like you've got to spend equal amount of, time on both sides or if you're spending time with one then you're getting looked at by the other and that's 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 not a good position for you to be in period that is exactly
1: how i feel
0: right and 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 you don't you don't want to be feeling that way because you're not trying you're not playing favorites you're not trying to play favorites you're you're trying my
1: favorites car blew up and then he wrecked somebody else's yeah i'm calling you out (laughs) mr Jarrett.
0: i mean (laughs) he's not my
1: actual favorite
0: (laughs) Yeah, but basically, practically family, let's be yeah, real. Yeah, he's pretty much... You've known him your entire life, yeah. so I know exactly what but you're Toby's saying. But Toby's
1: also pretty much family. They're all, like, family to me. They are my Florida dads, so... Yeah,
0: well, well I, I have a lot of respect for them. They, they kind of took you in and, and uh, not to use the wrong words, but kind of gave you some purpose at, at the track and gave you something to be responsible for and that you've taken head-on and... um I, I, and I know it's been stressing you out the last few days. Yeah, I haven't. It's slept. too bad because y- you used to be like, "Oh yes, ground pounders are this weekend," and you'd be all giddy. And now you're kind of like, "Oh God, what am I have to deal with now?" And then it kind of all came to a head, and it's it's just a shame that you know these guys are racing, and sure, you're probably going to get blocked at some point, but this this whole rivalry thing has just it's lasted this whole year, and it's kind of, in my opinion, hurt the club.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's definitely hurt the club, but I'm looking forward to hopefully getting things back on track during the offseason. Yes. And
0: you guys have one more regular season race and then Governor's Cup.
1: And the Armadillo. And the so Armadillo. So we have three races. Right. And then hopefully we can be part of this huge deal during Speed Weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm with, hoping that, I that after Armadillo, and Armadillo will probably be – It'll be what it is, but I'm hoping after that that everybody can kind of cool their jets a little bit and just come back around and remember what this whole thing was started for to have a good time and and give these awesome vehicles a place to race. Because
1: I'm hoping during the World Series of Asphalt,
0: that news is public, right? The modified race? (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. 200 laps, tour mod race. I'm on hoping the 12th that we February. can
1: yes on the 12th of February. Yes. Not saying I'm going to be dancing and have to get a babysitter just to contain just to contain myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm definitely going to need one. It's like a one. dream come true for you. Oh my god. For me, it's
0: like a day off because I won't be doing anything. But yeah.
1: But I'm hoping that we can be a part of that big race. Whether like Rusty had mentioned, maybe putting us on for a race. I don't want to race that day because w- the Richie Evans is bigger for our guys. That's yeah the most important thing we do
0: all year. That makes more sense.
1: But I'm hoping to have some like quote unquote car show some of the nicer modifieds not that they're not all nice but have some of the modifieds out front so the kids can actually sit in them and like just be the historical part of the night because it is such a huge deal to all of us
0: I think that makes more sense to keep them there and kind of let the tour mods shine and then you all are that that Richie Evans race means so much more than just a 100 lap modified race and to have the, the vintage cars out there and the other ones that come out for the car show I, I think, yeah, I'm hoping... you know, we, Rusty talks about tradition all the time and keeping tradition. I feel like, you know, that would make sense to keep that tradition, but...
1: I'm hoping I can get some help to maybe make the uh, modified reunion back to what it was. Yeah. So, we'll, we'll see. I have to enlist some help with that. Unfortunately, some bridges were burned. Not towards, not my bridges. No, I have just, no bridges. It, it happens
0: in racing. It happens all the time. But I'm
1: hoping that I can get the modified reunion back up to what it's supposed to be. Or what it was, I'm hoping that we can be part of the wheel and tour race, whether it's just our cars being there or whatever. I don't care. I just, I want my club back together again.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's what I want, too. I want to get back to racing and get back to those nearly 20-plus cars that were, were showing up at the beginning of the year. Um, Going
1: clean and green.
0: Yeah, oh, my Even God. Even though
1: those damn ground pounders, they blow motors. Blah, 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 blah.
0: Yeah, and everybody that gives the ground pounders a, uh, a bad name. I mean, The ones uh, that have uh, decided
1: to stop trolling your Facebook about them and go on other media. Right. Brian go, Bella, I'm right. calling you out. Go,
0: go out on Sunshine State Racing and say, who cares? Well, the guys that are coming out here and doing this care In uh, in it's it's just crazy. I'm sorry it's not your division. Uh, but sorry, we run 9, 10, 11, whatever the hell different divisions, 12, whatever it is. I don't um, particularly It's not all about like one late division. models.
1: They bore the crap out of me, but I don't get on Facebook and bash them. Yeah. Probably I mean, because I'm not a washed up late model driver. I don't know. Well,
0: she said it, not me. But I've, I've already said what I had to say on that topic and sorry, uh Sorry,
1: they mess with my chimkins.
0: Oh, I I hear you, but yeah, hopefully um Hopefully the ground pounders can have a little bit of a resurgence. It's it's been a weird year. It just has for everybody. So I, I think uh, as as we've had a lot of drama in the super stocks, those guys are kind of ready for the season to end. I think the the ground pounders are looking forward to their season coming to a close. Yeah, I think
1: we've got one of the closest points battles. Yeah,
0: well it's thirteen now. So it's Is not thirteen. It yeah, it's not insurmountable, but uh, it. I'm hoping Tom can get his regular car back out there and, and give him a run. I think
1: that's the plan. That's why he was in the three car last week. Yeah, he was
0: just trying to stop. stop he, he tried to put a Band-Aid on, on a gun wound, and um, it's better than missing a race because that would have taken him out completely. So yeah. you've got a good championship battle in the ground, Pounders. You've got a good championship battle. We we, we talked a lot earlier in the earlier segment that, that you weren't on. We talked a lot about the uh, the rivalries going on in the Super Stocks. they got a, a close point battle. Um, that last race of the season right before Halloween, I, I think there's gonna be a lot of tricks, a lot of tr- a lot of treats, a lot of crazy racing. I'm just, ex- included.
1: I'm just excited for the many stocks on the 23rd because we have two points between Brad oh, and yeah. David last Russell. Last race for the
0: championship, I mean, that's razor close. That's one is, position.
1: I think this is the third year in a row it's been like Brad and David Russell like right there. Right. We have our own. It's not so much a rivalry.
0: but No, it's, it's a friendly rivalry. It is a friendly rivalry. You guys rivalry. know who, who you're battling every week, so I get that. I get that. That's like... Because
1: now we're battling David Russell in that godforsaken red
0: car. You can't get rid of it. I can't get... it, And you I, can't beat the damn thing either, and i seems. love it so yeah
1: i love that car so much man them Volpius boys know how to put together a race car
0: but yeah that, that's a good point Mod minis have have one race to go um we have two regular season races left after the after we get done with this motorcycle stuff this weekend <laughs> uh, two races to go um as i mentioned earlier in the show uh going to Auburnale this weekend to cover the Wheeling sportsman <laughs> series 100 that should be crazy
1: I'm excited.
0: Yeah, I, I'm glad we're doing that. Um, it'll be nice to just go to the racetrack as race fans and not to worry about anything.
1: Yeah, I think most of the wheelman guys... Okay, mainly the one I'm going to watch, Devin. I don't think we've seen him since...
0: Yeah, they they don't want to run. St- they, they haven't run with us this year because prices and this and that. And they oh, whatever, joke, I still but love them. Hey, whatever. Um, I, I get it. I, I've talked about value a lot on this show, and they found value elsewhere, and that's A-okay, but... Um, a lot of good drivers supposed to be there. Um, I think uh, they got scramblers that night too. They've been oh, they a they of they
1: canceled the open wheel modified race. There's no more fifty lapper, which I didn't really? even realize there was a modified fifty lapper. Why they cancel that? Tires. Okay, all right. And they I put know, on, uh, but they put on pure stocks.
0: All right, I'm, so I'm, I'm yeah. cool with pure stocks. Um, I know the scramblers. Right, our own Jack Hall is going to be down there, from what I hear. He's branching out a little bit. Uh, so. d-
1: mm-hmm. d- double zero.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he'll he'll find out I don't, real quick. I pay attention to the top like He's going to go try yeah. out the go kart track. So, um, gonna oh. have some fun this weekend at Auburndale. We've got a couple people that uh, that we know that we're looking forward to see race. And uh, um, if you want to talk next week, if we can find the time, we'll get you on to, to <laughs> recap that. <laughs> your um, views
1: are going to go, d- or your listens are going to go down because I'm well, on
0: here. <laughs> listen, I talked about the listenership last time. It's crazy how many people actually want to listen to this. So, wait. Um,
1: so, what al- did you, what other rivalry did you talk about? Did you talk about how CJ Creech seems to have a rivalry with the checkered flag? He can't get, get no, it in I first didn't talk about spot. that. That's,
0: that's mean. Uh, I, no, I, I have I,
1: to get a dig in
0: there. I, I talked about him. <laughs> Mr. Bridesmaid. In, yeah, we know he listens. We talked about him and the tech uh, guys. We talked, uh, we, we talked Hunt versus Reynolds from back in like 2015. Remember when uh, Hunt's team ran. Hunt. Preston Hunt, oh the the, yeah, I'm they like, ran Kenny down it and jumped on. Uh, no, not Kenny Hunt. Uh, Hunt's team jumped on the Reynolds cars, and that set off this whole thing. And that was I mean, before they got out, in the what? rivalry with me. So, you
1: know. oh, see, I was probably on the cheering section for the Hunt. Oh well, not the Reynolds.
0: Uh, given who, uh, yeah, probably who was helping them. Mm, yeah. I'm on the fence on that one, but, no, but I was on the other side of the fence watching. So um, honestly, yeah, we talked about I don't that. think I've we ever talked paid about, attention to superstocks. We Actually. talked about Simon's and Parker a little bit and the, with the modifieds. So That's always a it's like a friendly rivalry now, though. But well, they've they've had some moments.
1: We're bringing back the Jarrett Beckner one.
0: Well, yeah. it was brought back. Yeah,
1: yeah. It didn't really get to come to a head. I was really no. it
0: wasn't. they they've raced hard, but uh, even when they got together this year, they were kind of like, well, we were racing for the win, man. And that, that's how it should be.
1: There's but. a rivalry that'll be settled at the Armadillo.
0: What's that? Me and the Buick. <laughs> yes, the Buick's final ride coming up December 11th. That'll be fun. Um, you know, it's weird that Governor's Cup isn't the the final race this year, but I'm looking forward after the Armadillo to, to using Chase Elliott's line. Hope you all have a happy Christmas and a merry off season.
1: Oh, yes. That's yep. that's how I feel about a couple of drivers right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I,
0: I think we're all ready to let this season ride into the sunset and look forward to 2022. Speed weeks, of course, will be a lot of fun. Red Eye is always a lot of fun. Um, and hopefully next – God, please let next year be a little bit more normal. I mean, no, no season's ever going to be perfect. and it's Next always gonna year, stronger, fuel but...
1: shortage. God, No.
0: Well, next year, people won't be able to race because fuel will be so goddamn expensive because we can't get this country under control. Let's but go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Well, with that said, uh, it's good to have you back on the show. Um, appreciate our kids going to bed so we could do this. Um Shh, though, don't jinx it. <laughs> yeah, right. The minute we stop recording, they'll wake back up. But, uh, well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. Thanks to uh, everybody that has listened. Make sure you subscribe. Yes, you in the back.
1: Shameless self-plug. Do it. Florida Southern Ground Pounders on Facebook. We might be a shit show, but I put a lot of effort into that (laughs) Facebook page. There you
0: go. There's always one soul who is always putting as much as they can into one particular shit show. I know a guy. Also, another
1: shameless self-promotion. Kind of, for Southern Ground Ponders, I have it. to give some love to my boy, Ron D'Alessandro, 124 Welding and Fabrication. Give him some love. Follow him on Et- Facebook.
0: You almost said Etsy. He's what?
1: got a shop on Etsy okay. and some really <laughs> right. cool stuff coming out for the holiday season. Yeah. He, he's, we've got quite a few of his artwork. He does his, uh, uh, artwork.
0: metal work. And yeah. He, he made a really awesome um, tour mod that uh, hangs in our kitchen every day. Uh, very good stuff. So check that out. Um, free plug, maybe. Maybe he'll become a sponsor of the show. Move. Why do you think I
1: did it? Exactly.
0: Exactly. Pay it forward. So, um, again, thank y'all for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week with a uh, a recap of the happenings at Auburndale. So, take care, and uh, make sure you go to your tracks this weekend or watch some racing one way or another. We'll talk to you next week.